0: North Carolina's win over Duke this past Saturday night to end the regular season is being discussed as one of the greatest wins in Carolina regular season history. Just where does it fall on that list? We're going to talk about that today and unpack it. Look at a couple games that just didn't quite make the top five as well, and also preview Thursday night's quarterfinal matchup in the ACC tournament between the Tar Heels and Virginia. All of that coming up on today's edition of Locked On Tar Heels. Tar Heels, your daily podcast on the UNC Tar Heels, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, it's Thursday, March 10th, 2022. Welcome into the Locked on Tar Heels podcast. As always, I am Isaac Shade, your host, and I want to thank you for making Locked on Tar Heels your first listen and your first watch every single day. Please don't forget that we are free and available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. So please subscribe wherever you are tuning in. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. If you haven't done so, let me encourage you to go check out a little website that I stumbled upon yesterday, and it's called CoachKHomeStreak.com. I think you'll like what you see there. <laughs> little birdie told me about that one. Today, we are starting off the show talking about the top five best regular season wins in the history of the North Carolina basketball program. You guys have been sending in all sorts of great lists on Twitter and Facebook and texts and emails. I've brought it all together. I've boiled it down to what I think are the top five uh, biggest or greatest regular season wins in Carolina history. What were... What goes on the Mount Rushmore, plus one, because we're going to do a top five, of Tar Heel regular season wins. Um, I know it's hard to not be a prisoner of the moment, but we've got to try to objectively look at where does this win from Saturday night uh, at Duke fall in in this list. A lot of people are saying it's number one. Is that where it goes? We're going to talk about it. Here's part of the struggle for me in putting this list together. Do I look for big comebacks? Do I look for buzzer beaters? Do I look for historical wins or monumental wins? And so you kind of have to pick and choose a little bit. And so this very much is going to have my own flavor to it. Also, here's the other thing I noticed as I was putting this list together. So many of the games that naturally come on this list are Duke matchups. And so it's almost like we need to have separate like top five Duke wins of all time and top five non-Duke wins of all time to, to truly have a great list. So here's how we're going to do it. Here's how I'm going to approach it. I'm going to give you this top five list that I have brought together from five to one. And then I also after that, though, want to hit there. I've got a list of about 10 honorable mentions that just barely didn't make the cut. So, without much further ado, let's start with number five, and that took place a game on January 27th, 1993. 3, Carolina's comeback against FSU in the wake of the wine and cheese comments, and uh, you know, that was a whole thing. If you're not familiar, Carolina in that game was down 21 points to the Seminoles with just 11 minutes and 43 seconds left, came back and won the game. For me, that's coming in, number 5 on the list, the big fat comeback game. Number 4 on the list... It's similar to what happened on Saturday night, and it is senior night at Duke 2006. Um, This game came uh, the season right after Coach Williams' first national championship. Nobody really knows coming into the season what they have until my little homie Tyler Hansborough from Poplar Bluff, Missouri, starts messing things up all over the ACC, and that team... On that night, was not expected to do anything. Just like Saturday night, it was a coronation for JJ Reddick to go out in style, uh, try to try to beat Adam Morrison in the player of the year um, voting. And you know what happened? That man, Tyler Hansborough and that whole crew of Tar Heels, they went in there and they did it. I, I think I would I would say. Yeah, no, I don't think I would. I was going to say that maybe that that team was even more even less expected to win than what happened Saturday night. But I think given all the scenarios and all the circumstances of what just went on this past Saturday night at Cameron that that team wasn't quite there. And so that's why it would be number 4. Number 3 on the list of greatest wins in in regular season Carolina history, and this is the Marvin Williams putback in the 2005 season. So, just going back one season prior, this is the second season of Coach Williams' tenure. And the reason this is such a big deal, uh, Coach Williams was 0 3 at this point against Duke. He lost both games his uh, first season there in 2003 um, 4. Almost beat n- number one Duke in that first time he played him, but didn't. And then Carolina was looking like they might not win this game, but in the final closing seconds, Marvin Williams had a putback, got fouled, three-point play the old-fashioned way, and Carolina upsets Duke and um, you know moves on and ultimately wins the national championship that year. But part of why this is so big, there had been other big wins that season, but this, this was just like a moment. Very similar to what happened on Saturday night that just said, Carolina is, is here and back. And, and I've said that before and I've had some pushback since Carolina had a great season in 2004-2005, but beating Duke was so monumental And uh, like one of the people that sent this in was is Patrick Marsh, who's a former Carolina football player, not former, a a past Carolina football player uh, who was there that night. He he as many people have said, said this is literally the loudest I've ever heard the Smith Center. And so there's something about that side of it as well that just really sets this game off and propels the Tar Heels to that national championship. Number two on the list, and this is where I had to battle between two different things. Number two, March 2nd, 1974, Carolina, 96, Duke, 92 in overtime. This is the eight points in 17 seconds game, the the famed game that many have heard about. If you're a younger Tar Heel fan and you're unfamiliar with this game, you need to go read about it, learn about it, Check it out. The The basic thing is this. Duke led Carolina, 86-78, eight points with just 17 seconds left. Ultimately, at the end of regulation, Walter Davis, familiar last name? Yeah, you know who he is, sent the game to overtime with a game-tying shot at the buzzer, and then the Tar Heels pushed ahead and won by four in overtime. Well, if you're listening and, and you're ticking games off the list, you might guess... I am moving ruin a retirement party to the top of this list. Why? Why is this game number one on my list of greatest Carolina wins in the regular season? Well, I think it's because the expectations that Carolina had, which were not many, I think it's because of all the hoopla and everything surrounding the game, and all the the stink and everything that Duke made it made it all the more monumental for Carolina to win this game. The way they won it, again, I've talked about this, but it didn't take a buzzer beater. Carolina ended up winning by double digit, by thirteen points at the end of the game. Um, a, a team that many people have written off. It's Coach Davis's first year with Coach K's last year. Coach, uh, Coach Davis's first trip to Cameron Indoor Stadium, all of that, all of the pageantry, everything surrounding it, plus the victory itself, makes this, for me, the number one win in Carolina regular season history. I'd love for you to tell me what you think I got wrong or missed or left out. And if you want to do that, you can reach out, send send me a tweet, send the show a tweet, email, whatever. We'll talk about all that contact information at the end of the show. Well, we do need to get to all the honorable mention games, and we're going to do that in just a second. What are they? Go ahead and start guessing, and I will hit you with them. But first, let me tell you about Stat Hero. It's the most wonderful time of the year, and this coming Sunday is Selection Sunday, and then the March Madness hoopla kicks into full gear. Stat Hero's NCAA single game pick 'em pits the star players against each other in an amazing hybrid between fantasy and sports gambling. Take control back from these handicappers who always seem to have the upper hand, and start focusing on the players you know best with the gameplay that doesn't rely on big spreads, long odds, or funky props. Stat Hero gives you the advantage, resulting in their gamers winning four times more often. Why? Because Stat Hero eliminates the mystery about who or what you are going up against. And in addition to their pick 'em games, they also have dozens of lineups you can comb through to take on head to head they simply post sets of players for you to choose from and then you choose your own set of players to go up against that pre Set team. Stat Hero is the easiest and fastest way to get your sports action fix. The simple and sleek gameplay will have you playing in just minutes. This is what daily fantasy was meant to be. So sign up for free right now at statherocom locked on and use promo code locked on for a 100% deposit match. That's statherocom locked on and use promo code locked on for a 100% match. Terms and conditions apply. I want to tell you about our bracket breakdown show coming up on Monday, March 14th. That's next Monday. Make sure to check it out. It'll drop right here in the Locked on Tar Heels podcast feed as well as the YouTube channel. College basketball experts Chris Gordy, Andy Patton, and betting expert Lee Sterling give you in-depth breakdowns on every matchup. So let's go back and hit the honorable mentions on this regular season wins list for Carolina. We hit the top five. Let me run those down again. Wine and Cheese, Senior Night at Duke, 06. Marvin Williams, put back, 05. Eight points in 17 seconds, number two. And number one, hashtag Ruin a Retirement Party. So here is the list. I've got a list of 10 honorable mentions. There's probably some we're leaving out, but we're just going to roll through these in no particular order. I'm not ranking these. Uh, The first one I'll mention, uh, and again, a lot of these come from listeners, and and I wanted to make sure to get these in, the ones that weren't in the top five. Beating Ralph Sampson and Virginia in Carmichael. If you didn't see Ralph Sampson, I, I didn't in my lifetime, but I have seen the video, I've seen the footage. The dude should be unbeatable. Virginia was a dynamic unbeatable team that year just as Ralph Sampson himself was but the Tar Heels did it beautiful brilliant way to go another game in coach Williams first year 0304 uh Yukon came to Carolina as the number 1 team in the nation um You know, things don't look good. Carolina is just coming off terrible seasons, but they do have this great nucleus and a Rashad McCants three breaks a tie and Carolina wins that game. Another one is the 97 season. Carolina started off ACC play 0-3 that year, if you're unfamiliar, and was very much in danger of going 0-4. They were trailing state down the stretch, came from behind, ended up beating them to prevent going 0-4, and ultimately wound up in the final four that year. Unfortunately, as we know, uh, that 0-7 team, nor the um, or excuse me, 97, nor the 98 team won a national championship. That is a travesty, but what a turnaround for that team and that game. The next one I uh, want to mention is the first win at the Smith Center, which was over Duke, as you might be aware. January 18th, 1986, Carolina won 95-92. Great way. A historic win, both because it's over Duke, two of the top couple teams in the nation, and the first win in the Smith Center. That's going down in history. Next one is the Bloody Montrose game in 1992. Carolina, great Big win in that game. Um, uh, one of our listeners even said to me that they believed that was the cornerstone of beginning to build the 93 championship game. Knocking off number one and undefeated Duke set Carolina on this path to ultimately win the 93 championship game. <laughs> this one's not an actual game, but it is the thing from this game is the Danny Green dunk on Greg Paulus. My boy was flying through the air. Go back and watch that. It's all, all over YouTube. Um, this is a funny one is the 2014 win over Duke in Chapel Hill. This was the year that, um, Duke couldn't make it, uh, ah, couldn't make it through the snow from Durham to play Carolina, but they came back a week later and the Tar Heels did work. That's a great big win. Another one was Frank McGuire, who was a longtime coach of the Tar Heels going into Reynolds Coliseum and being beating State for the first time in years. Uh, for those of you who have not been Tar Heels fans for very long, you look at Duke as the number one rivalry. Um, for longtime Tar Heel fans, it's NC State. You've heard how, how much Coach Williams talks about that and wants to beat them. Beating State in Reynolds is a huge deal. Next one is the 1995 game in Cameron, the double overtime game, right? This is the one we always see the the capel shot and everybody thinks that Duke won this game. No, Carolina won this game. What's up to all the dudes who made that possible? Yes. And then the final game I have written down on this list, just because it's just such a joyous thing is the 2019 Zion shoe blowout. You know, that probably should have been an indicator to all of us that if a little pair of Nikes can't handle that frame, he ain't going to do much in the NBA. Well, seriously though, get better. Uh, Everything's pointing to him getting back out on the court soon, but that was pretty fun beating that team that had one, two, and three in, in the, uh, recruiting rankings. That was pretty awesome. So again, there's all sorts of stuff that gets left off of this list, both historic and recent. Would love to hear more again from you. What, what are games that I missed or left out that you think should be on these lists? Carolina has a chance to create another great memory on Thursday night, although this one would be a postseason win, unlike all these ones we just talked about. The preview of Carolina's quarterfinal ACC tournament game against Virginia is coming up in just a second, but first, let me tell you about Run Your Pool. You need to start thinking now about where you're going to be running your brackets this year, because Selection Sunday is just a couple days away. Are you going for the usual or are you going for the best? We've done our homework here at Locked On and we're running our brackets with RunYourPool.com. Along with all the standard brackets, Run Your Pool offers great other March Madness games like Survivor. Check it out. All sorts of great scoring editing options and they offer more intel to help, help you make more informed decisions. Uh, information you're not going to find at ESPN or CBS. So perhaps you've got a business and Run Your Pool can help you take um, March Madness uh, into your workplace and play alongside your employees or even gain some new customers. Plus, they offer full white white glove customer support, custom branding, and one of the easiest three-minute setups you will ever find. Clearly, we believe in Run Your Pool because like I said, that's where we're running our brackets this year and there's nothing that is like a satisfied customer. If you want to play against us for a shot at a cash prize, you can join us at runyourpool.com slash locked on. And while you're there, go ahead and create your own bracket for your friends and family. Enter pure madness at checkout for $10 off your custom pool. All the rules and details are going to be available there. Again, that's runyourpool.com slash locked on for your chance to win cash prizes. We look forward to seeing you and beating you there. This episode is also brought to you by Bet Online. Football is over for the season, but basketball is a full go. The NBA is back in action from the All Star Break. Selection Sunday is coming up on Sunday, like we've been talking about. And so from all the latest odds, totals and player performance props to where the most recent fired coach is going to land, betonline.net is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. Plus, game scores, podcasts and all the latest news. And it's not just basketball. Betonline.net's College World Series odds are out. Texas leads the way at 15-2, and the Tar Heels clock in at 80-1 to one odds. So, head to the website today, or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online where the game starts. Well, Thursday night, it's going to happen, 9.30 p.m., ish Eastern time inside the Barclays Center in Brooklyn, New York on ESPN. Why do I say nine 30 ish? Cause there's a game before Carolina and it's inevitably going to go to triple overtime and the Tar Heels won't start till 10 and we're going to be bleary eyed, but I'm going to get it for you. We're going to wait. We're going to record the podcast after it's over and we'll make sure to have the recap of it. Third seated Tar Heels are taking on the six seeded Virginia Cavaliers in the ACC quarterfinals. Carolina comes in 23-8 overall. They finished the ACC season 15-5. and Virginia, meanwhile, is 19-12. They were 12-8 in ACC play. It just, it's not been a Virginia year. They've really fallen off, just haven't had the same type of success that Tony Bennett has enjoyed uh, in, in Charlottesville. At one point in the conference season, they did reel off four games in a row, including winning at Duke. But down the stretch, they lost three of their last five games before ultimately beating Louisville on Wednesday night in the ACC tournament second round. One of the nice things is that uh, Carolina now hasn't played since Saturday. Um, has had several days to prepare for you know any of the opponents, but specifically knowing that Louisville's coming, they can mentally uh, think on that and all the defensive. Struggles and and issues that that will cause so what a, a great help for Carolina both in preparation and in Resting from <laughs> all the minutes played by the starters on Saturday night now Virginia is certainly a better team now than when Carolina beat them earlier this season But guess what? So are the Tar Heels the Tar Heels are playing infinitely better basketball, winners of five straight, including also at Duke, just like Virginia had, and 11 of 13. Carolina should be in great shape, but got to play the game on the court. And so I want to hit my always game preview four corners. Here are the four things I'm looking for in this matchup coming up in the Barclays Center Thursday night at 9 30 p.m. ish. Number one. Is Armando Baycott going to have his way again against Virginia? The reason I say that is because last time these two teams played, he had 29 points and 22 rebounds, both tied for career highs. Do you remember Armando Bacot had back-to-back games of 29 points this year? That is insane. Also, he will be looking to break the double-double record for Carolina, which we've talked about quite a bit, was set by Bryce Johnson in 2016 season. And so if Armando Baycock can secure a double-double in this game, he will be the Carolina all-time single-season leader in that category. Can he assert his sheer dominance and will? Again, we're going to have to wait and see, but that will be a key for Carolina is getting Baycott going inside and allowing Carolina shooters to uh, find spots around the perimeter and knock them down from there when Baycott kicks out. Number two, the second corner is this. There's a potential for hangover for both of these teams. Why do I say that? Well, As we talked about yesterday, Carolina expanded a whole, whole host of physical and emotional and mental energy on Saturday night to achieve that win. And yes, they've had several days to rest and and recharge the batteries from that game. But what do they have left in the tank? What's going to be there? Will there be any sort of hangover? The question for Virginia in terms of a hangover is they played last night, Wednesday night, and three of their five starters played 36 or more minutes in that game. Are they going to be ready to go again tonight, or will the legs start to give way as the game wears on? you to have to wait and see, but both teams have potential for a letdown. The other thing, uh, number three on our four corners game preview the thing i'm really interested in checking out is the the two almost defensive player of the year award winners, Reese Beekman from Virginia and obviously Leaky Black from Carolina. They both lost out to Mark Williams, but they finished second and third in defensive player of the year voting. Uh, They're probably both a little upset and felt uh, as, felt as though they were deserving of that award. And so have something to prove and show on Thursday night. Beekman already obviously had uh, his opportunity on Wednesday night to start showing things to the voters, but uh, we're going to get to see it when these two teams, go head to head on Wednesday night. Can they be disruptive? Remember Beekman led the league in steals this year. Um, can he be disruptive in those ways? Can Leaky black be dis- disruptive with his athleticism and length and all the things he does to wall off, uh, a team's best score. So we're going to be able to watch those things unfold on Thursday night. And then fourth The the fourth of the four corners in my game preview of what I'm looking for, Carolina against Virginia, is this. The Roy Williams-era Tar Heels just didn't play well against Virginia. His style of game wasn't well-suited against Virginia's pack-line defense. In fact, before Carolina's win earlier this season, the Tar Heels had lost seven straight games to Virginia. Yikes. Hubert Davis, Carolina, they looked real nice against Virginia when they played earlier this season. Now, nobody's perfect against Virginia. That Cavalier defense is always going to get theirs. But the Tar Heels dropped 74 points on Virginia. That doesn't happen to the Cavaliers. The last time Carolina scored more than 74 against Virginia, February 16th, 2013, almost Uh, like a a full decade, essentially, ago, and Carolina dropped 93 in that game. So to score 74 against Virginia is doing something. And so, for example... Last night's game against Louisville was a 51-50 affair. That's what we're looking at usually with Virginia. Carolina had 74 points. Can they replicate that? Well, it's going to be essentially up to what we talked about a little bit ago with Baycott. Can Baycott operate inside well? And can he get kickouts to shooters who are ready to go? And will they knock them down? That is what Carolina is going to have to try to do. There's your four corners. There's our game preview. Here's what I ultimately want to know from this game. I think that Carolina is safely in the field no matter what. The the Duke game cemented that on Saturday. But you know what you don't want to do if you're the Tar Heels? You don't want to give the selection committee any room for interpretation of your... deserving of being in this field and so if you're Carolina you need to go out and win this game it doesn't have to be pretty because games against Virginia never are you just have to find a way to win and why not keep going from there but don't give the committee a reason any any shadow any crack in the door to say ah those Tar Heels weren't deserving after all you don't want to give them that space so you need to go out and you need to win this game that is Carolina's goal that's what they're going to have to do so that is it for today's episode of locked on tar heels please go subscribe to the show wherever you listen to podcasts and follow the show on twitter at locked on heels or you can follow me at isaac shade you can see how it's spelled right here send us an email to talk more about the the games what you think should be on the list of carolina's best regular season wins ever, Locked on tarheels at gmail.com. And as always, if you like what you're hearing or seeing, please tell a friend, bring them in, and let's have all these Tar Heel conversations together. Coming up on tomorrow's show, we are obviously going to close out the week by recapping the Virginia game. If Carolina is so fortunate as to beat them, we'll also preview Carolina's next opponent. If not, we won't, because there's no game. <laughs> Regardless of what happens in the Virginia game, we are going to forecast ahead a look at Selection Sunday and what's going to happen and get you set for NCAA Tournament Week. It's coming. It's here. It's the best time of the year. Let's go. Thanks so much for making Locked on Tar Heels your first listen every day. Now, let me ask you to consider making Locked on NFL Draft your second listen today. Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker bring the NFL Draft to life every single day with insight and analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices, free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks so much for spending part of your Thursday hanging out and talking Carolina sports with me. It's been a blast. It's been a joy. Go Tar Heels. Get that win over the Cavs tonight. You got this. And remember, it's always a great day to be a Tar Heel. Until tomorrow, peace!